Hello and welcome back to Real Horror Show. I'm your host, Samantha, joined as always by the Stormy Skies. Hello, listeners. Uh, how's it going? It's going swell, Sam. The weather is turning. We're going to be in daylight savings time forever. So we've saved daylight. <laughs> I hope you so. Hear about that? I have. I, I've actually been super annoyed because, you know, everybody has unanimous, unanimously agreed of ending it. And suddenly there are these people coming out saying, actually, this is a bad idea because in Indiana, it'll be dark until nine and kids will be walking to their bus stop in the dark. And I'm sitting here as a nineties baby. I was already doing that at 7 AM. Yes. (laughs) So they have a valid point, but they're missing the mark. Like conservatives always do with healthcare. Like Hmm, if the COVID vaccine's free, why isn't insulin free? Right, like, right. You're so close to getting it, but you're missing it. Like the solution <laughs> is start school or start school later. Later. Because yes. <laughs> I don't think there's any reason five-year-olds should wake up at 6 a.m. to go to school. Yes. <laughs> Let their little so- bodies rest. I know. Geez, that's like a, that's like disturbing to have to get up that early if you're anybody. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but you brought this up after we finished recording the last mini show because yeah. I didn't bring it up on air. I did get engaged in February. Yeah, congratulations, Sam. It's just a weird thing to kind of interject into conversations. It is. <laughs> if, especially when you've been together as long as David and I have. Uh, we got engaged on our eighth anniversary. Oh, that is amazing I love it I love that you did that (laughs) so a lot of people already think we are engaged or are married yeah we live together and have been together for so long yes but no we're not legal (laughs) not legal yet and that's okay because now we're gonna have the big celebration and that'll be fabulous and then we can get in on those sweet sweet tax benefits yes yeah very cool stuff (laughs) I can quit my job because I can get on his insurance, even though he said I shouldn't quit my job. (laughs) He's he's always said I can quit my job if I make, start making equivalent to what I'm making with the podcast or with my writing. So, uh, hashtag new goals. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's such a cool thing. I love, I mean, like as a woman working is really cool, but I, I always entertain the idea. I'm like, huh. It'd be cool if I could just quit my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love it. So it would be so cool. I would have so much time, Sam, to do writing and the podcast more, you know? Yeah, so. I'm I'm behind <laughs> on the mini show where we finished the Vampire Diaries. I, that's why I didn't notice it was noon. I was working on that in some other work. Okay, no problem. Because uh, Daylight Savings has fucked my <laughs> body clock. Me too. This whole week, I've been so exhausted and like, I can't kick it. <laughs> like, I know I need to sit down and edit, edit this podcast, but I also need a nap because I'm essentially waking up at 5 a.m. this week. Oh, God. You're waking up at 5 a.m. See, yeah, that's because disturbing. I don't want, want anyone to do that. <laughs> because I get up at 6, but now 6 o'clock is what 5 a.m. was. And <laughs> No, you can't think that way, Sam. I know, and that... <laughs> But you know, while I'm super excited about getting married, you know what I hope doesn't happen? What? 
I, I really hope that I never piss off David so much that he handcuffs me to him and then proceeds to shoot himself in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's a great segue into what this episode is all about, which is the plot of Till Death. Yep. Till Death is a 2021 American action thriller film directed by S.K. Dale in his directorial debut from a screenplay by Jason Carvey. It stars Megan Fox, Callan Mulvey, Ian Mackin, Amal Amin, and Jack Roth. Till Death was released in the United States by Screen Media Films in a limited number of theater theaters on July 2nd, 2021, and was simultaneously released on video on demand. The film received generally favorable reviews with highlights to Fox's performance and Dale's direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what happened was her husband <laughs> handcuffed himself to her and shot himself in the head. And Sam isn't I didn't see the show, but you did. Is it like the 13 Reasons Why show? Like where you kill yourself, but you have a plan to like, you know, revenge on somebody or something like that? I would say 13 Reasons Why is a little different because Hannah Baker didn't handcuff herself to anyone. Um, 13 Reasons Why is very controversial in the mental health field because it, she, she's trying to blame her suicide on these 13 individuals yeah who wronged her in some way mm-hmm. and it's it kind of has that similar theme I would say but I don't think he killed himself because he was depressed or being bullied true Megan Fox was having an affair but I he killed yeah. himself as a form of revenge and also some legal stuff going on with his law firm yeah yeah, let's definitely get into it because I have I have a lot of questions and stuff to talk about with this. It was cool, but like there's still a lot to talk about and um, unpack. So let's break it down with acting. Megan Fox is really the main performance here and she was fantastic. Yes, she really was. Um, it was really cool to see her a little bit older in a new film because mm-hmm. the last time I really watched her in a movie was like Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. And like, I saw her in Transformers too, but I really haven't like been seeking out any other like Megan Fox movies. Yeah, I really, I think she's a really great actress. Um, She's just pigeonholed in these roles in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Transformers (laughs) because that's how the world sees her. But when you watch her in something like Jennifer's Body or like this, or she had a long-term guest spot on New Girl where she replaced Zoe Deschanel for a season uh, because Zoe Deschanel oh, went wow. and had a baby so Megan Fox oh, okay. was the new girl for a little while nice, nice. <laughs> she's a really funny comedic actress uh, oh that's awesome and <laughs> cool I just would like for her to have her I mean we're still waiting on Kirsten Stewart to finally be recognized for her talent yeah, But like what Robert Pattinson is doing right now, where he's redeemed himself from his trashy Twilight role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to see that happen for Megan, but I've been watching a bunch of TikToks on what is considered like trailer park hot. 
Yeah. And I don't, (laughs) I don't mean this in like a classist mean way and neither do the TikToks, but like Pamela Anderson, she's super hot, but kind of in a uh, trailer park way. And that's, that's not an insult. I know we use trailer park as an insult, but it's not, it's just like, you could totally see this woman like coaching her daughter's cheerleader team with a cigarette in her hand. Yeah, for sure. You definitely could. <laughs> and I think even though Megan Fox is super talented and so gorgeous, yeah, she still has that trailer park mindset where she's only good enough for someone like fucking Machine Gun Kelly. Oh my God. They're engaged now. I know. And <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> I hate it because I think she could do so much better than him. Yeah. Who is this guy? So he started out as a white boy rapper. He's like an artist. Yeah, he, he started out as a yep, yep. white boy rapper. And then he tried to make a diss track on mm-hmm. Eminem. And Eminem destroyed his career. And so Machine Gun Kelly is now doing punk pop. Oh. He <laughs> um, tried to start some shit with Slipknot, but uh, Slipknot fans no. tore him apart. Oh my God. I guess they were playing at the same festival or something. And it was like, at least I'm not some 40-year-old wearing a fucking mask. What the fuck? Seriously? And so, uh, Slipknot <gasps> fans kind of tore into him. And yeah. his most recent hit is uh, Emo Girl featuring Willow Smith. And oh. it's the dumbest song I've ever heard. But if it came out in 2007, I think I would unironically love it. <laughs> right. I fell in love emo with girl. an emo girl. Oh. Really? Is that how it goes? Oh no. <laughs> There's still so, emo girls. Anyway, I think Megan Fox could do a lot better with everything in her life. She just, because she wasn't, I've seen pictures of her in middle school. Yeah. And she was kind of an ugly duckling. So I'm sure that's part of it. Oh, really? Even if you like have a massive glow up, you're always going to have like that inner ugly duck- duckling holding you back from achieving your fullest potential but I think she could do so much better and she was so good in this movie and I want to see her do more good things yeah yeah she she's fantastic oh yeah I'm looking at pictures of her when she was young and she did look a little strange but that's Mm -hmm. okay she had a total glow up and you know what it's funny that you bring that up because they nod towards it in the movie they were like he was like, oh, you you get so much more beautiful as you age. And she's like, yeah, well, I started out really ugly. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and it's like, you know, it's, um, it's beneficial yeah. to be an ugly duckling when you're younger because it forces you to develop a great personality. Yes. So when you do have your adult glow up, you're the full package. Yeah, you're, and that's why she's probably so funny because she has this natural um, like sense of humor that's easy for her to execute. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Um, another great performance. I'm assuming it was him the entire time. Was the guy playing her husband? Yeah. Like oh yeah. Um, because he yeah. was just dead the whole time and being dragged <gasps> around everywhere. Was it really him? Was I, it really the actor? I, it had to be because I don't think it was a dummy. I know. Because <laughs> there no. was real weight when she was dragging him. And you know what? I, I took note of that too. And I was like, this is legit something heavy. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that they like did that. So she had to like struggle with that. So that, well, cool. Good for him. He really like went all in. And so uh, that was probably a, a directorial decision. So I can see why people 
probably liked that from the director if, if mm -hmm. that was a, a directorial decision. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what um, else we got? How about the bad guy, the big bad? <laughs> he was okay. I liked his little accomplice because he seemed like a nice, innocent little kid. And this movie has inspired me to never have one of those, um, like, um, words, the wall hook thing. Oh yeah. Style. Like a, yeah. Like a coat hook. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, because if it brother. can easily little brother, if it can easily yeah. puncture a skull like that, I'd rather not risk it. <laughs> yeah. They should just be not like that. So you can just be careful and not accidentally get killed. Yeah. That was fucking shocking. Um, yeah, so we had them. We had the other guy who was like the other man. He wasn't around too much though. He wasn't, and he doesn't really stand out to me. Yeah, he was just that character, you know. He served his purpose, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could just not be a... in the movie and I wouldn't notice. Yeah, exactly. We could have just it, we could have had this um thing that was alluded to the affair the whole time just especially just with like the pictures and stuff like mm -hmm. that and all the nods towards like being faithful now it would have been like e equal to what we've seen with the guy yeah because he he came into the movie just to die <laughs> he did he really did die like i i thought he was gonna stick around and they're gonna like you know like put their heads together and figure out a plan but he just died immediately mm -hmm. and i was like well shit okay the stakes have been risen uh, and I think that's about it. It's a small, it's a small cast. This is, yeah, I would say cast. this is just another, is um, yeah. like Jennifer's body trying to prove Megan Fox is a good actress. Yeah. Type of film. Yeah, definitely. And she is, um, I don't, when it's just you carrying the movie, you would know right away if the acting was bad. Yes. Yeah. Because you'd right away, like kind of lose interest or like the film would like lose focus. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't find myself losing interest at all because she's great to watch. Um, this is like a survival horror movie and a little bit of a way because they're in a, like an isolated winter cabin. Yeah. So when she's by herself, she doesn't have a lot to say, but you're still like watching her actions and her struggles and her emotions on her face, um, things like that. And she is a very layered character. Like you can tell that she's deeply, you know, like uh, traumatized, like from the start. Um, and she's dealing with this asshole guy who's like her husband. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's just like, who sucks. Um, oh God, he sucks. He does. Um, Even before it, just yeah. shooting himself in the head. Like yeah, he sucked. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Poor Megan. Like she, she really like got like a really, I don't know. She just got the shaft throughout the whole movie because of her experience with the guy who like attacked her and then who's the bad guy. And then her husband who also mm -hmm. is the bad guy. <laughs> because he's like a psychopath yeah i would um, say her husband yeah. is the worst person in this movie yeah like sure yeah. the bad guy is a criminal who attacked her in the past mm -hmm. but her husband is just diabolical yeah because the other guy has like his motivations like later we understand that um whenever megan is in that i guess we can like talk a more about plot now but like Megan 
is, you know, in she's in a house by herself and the guys who attacked her in the past, the one guy shows up with his brother because they're being like paid to be there. So they have like motivation, but like her husband, his motivation is like being a maniac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, go for it with the, the plot if you want to, and I'll just jump in. All right. So the movie opens. Uh, I was, I was questioning the quality of this movie because the opening was very much lifetime thriller vibes Uh, for me because lifetime thrillers always start with like look we can afford a drone and film this city or it's just b-roll footage that they bought off some um creative license website yeah that's that's the vibe I got too (laughs) um and then we see Megan with the guy she's having an affair with she breaks it off and then we're at dinner with her and her husband and an older guy proposes to his hot sugar baby. <laughs> yeah. And in the bathroom, Megan's like, don't do it. And yeah, the sugar legit. baby's like, fuck off. She's like, I was just crying, but th- this is great. <laughs> just like, okay. Uh, and then her husband um, drives them out to their lake yeah. house, um, which can we talk about the whole idea of having thousands of candles lit while it does set a very romantic scene it just seems very impractical to me in real life yeah it's impractical and also it could be it could be dangerous if you are in like a wooden cabin Mm -hmm. and everything is like super dry on the inside because of the heat that's being pumped in there that it it could be like dangerous especially because their candles were like on the floor and like they didn't have a candle thing yeah those candles were lit when they walked in so that's just (laughs) reckless like if someone did Stop that for luck. me, I would be like, oh, that's so beautiful. This is so romantic. But then once everything's like done, you're finished blow and you realize you need to go blow out 10,000 candles. <laughs> I know. And then the wax got everywhere because they didn't use any candle holders. <laughs> they did. So I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. I guess we'll just chip this off the wood there with my chipper. <laughs> um, wait, before you go forward, whenever they were at the restaurant, I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed this, but uh, they were getting each other, like it was their anniversary dinner and that's why they were there. And um, like he got her like this, this necklace mm-hmm. made of steel. And then she got him like the Super Bowl tickets. And then she's like, yeah, the Steelers are going to be in the Super Bowl, which is the Pittsburgh team. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was like, no, the Steelers fucking suck. <laughs> and I was like, Haha. but like they do. <laughs> they legit. We haven't won a Super Bowl for like 10 fucking years. So everyone needs to get off of their high horse being obsessed with the Steelers and Pittsburgh sports. We're not the city of champions anymore. Okay. It's like cyclical. <laughs> We're not going to be the city of champions forever. We're just not. So everyone needs to chill the fuck out. <laughs> Like this I sounds say. very personal. I'm glad they like said that though. He really was legit. Like, <laughs> this team was so fucking random. You could have picked any shitty team, but they picked the Steelers and to say they sucked. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. So, um, also, Super Bowl <laughs> tickets are anyway, so we... expensive. They're like, Dude, what, $5,000? What a dick because he legit like didn't keep them. He put them in like uh, the little foldy bill thing for the, um, like the waitress when they left he like because he didn't want to watch the shitty Steelers <laughs> the Super Bowl and I'm like wow you know it is a dick move until you see him kill himself and once you know that he's always planned to kill himself in the morning it's kind of nice to give the waitress five thousand dollar tickets 
Yes. You know what? That that's a good um that's a good point. So, <laughs> so you know, right, if you're planning right. they, to um, not wasted. If you're planning to screw over your wife by handcuffing yourself to her and then killing yourself, do something nice for your wait staff before you do it. Yeah. Especially if you're like super loaded and you can just mm-hmm. like buy expensive stuff. Um, yeah. What? And yeah. So go ahead. We can continue. So, yeah, so the lake house and the candles. <laughs> so the necklace he gives her, she can't take off. Yes. We find that out a little bit later after he does shoot himself and she can't he tries to remove it and it just won't come off. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know how you can make it to, to not come off, but I'm sure you could. So she wakes yeah. up the next morning and he's already awake and he, she's been handcuffed to him and he's like, uh, shit, what did he say? <laughs> he said, uh, YOLO. I don't know what the fuck he said. Yeah, that sounds he right. Said, he said like it's a weird thing he was like hey how did you sleep and she's like it's really cold because he must have put all the windows open like a psychopath and then he was like did you dream of beautiful things and it was very bizarre and then he just shot himself and I was like what the fuck is happening (laughs) wow yeah that's that's what he said I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. which was like the equivalent of YOLO (laughs) just and, you know, I think Megan handles it pretty well. If um, yeah, my partner does. did that to me, I don't think I would uh, be able yeah. to think logically for a few hours and I probably would freeze to death. And I think that was his plan. Yeah, yeah. She um, she does like get really shocked and surprised, but like the one thing she doesn't do is like scream. Um, and I probably would have screamed. Uh, she just handles it very, very well well yeah so uh but then again it kind of shows that like yeah we actually yeah. like our partners so that's what I was gonna say I was just gonna say that it, it goes to show that she like really it wasn't loving this guy anyway and so what happens with her reaction is just like shock that he actually did the damn thing but not like heartbreak mm-hmm you know, so like that, I understood that at the end. So I understood because some, I feel like when some people see her reaction, they're like, well, she should have reacted and had like a bigger reaction and been more scared. But like, no, no, actually, she played it right. Yeah, no, I agree because she wasn't in love with him anymore. She was probably going to leave him if he hadn't done this. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And in that situation, you really shouldn't panic. You should start figuring out how to get yourself out of it. Yeah. So she's a good like survivalist off the bat because mm-hmm. she is a survival survivor of like an, an attack, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's cool. So then he kills himself and, and then what? Uh, she's forced to <laughs> drag him all over the house as she tries to figure out how to contact help mm-hmm. uh, or get out. Uh, she manages to drag... I mean, she finds out pretty quickly that he took her shoes. Yeah, she has like no clothes. Mm-hmm. The whole house is cleared out of all the stuff of like, so she can't have any tools to like uncuff herself or like cut his hand off. And uh, the phone is dead too. And Handy puts her cell phone in the in the water glass with the roses. So yeah. like it, she's like all stranded and stuff at this point. Yeah. 
So she manages to drag him out to the car and get him in the car, which is impressive. Yeah, it is. I was like, what? Oh, she really got him up there, but she like used different tactics to like, she found her wedding dress, which was the only thing that was in the closet. And she was sliding him around on that, which was clever move, very clever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the car starts, but it can't drive because he also siphoned the gas out of the car. And I guess he recorded, he recorded a message on a CD saying, wow, I'm proud of you for getting this far, but you're not going anywhere. Did you really think I'd be okay with you sleeping around behind my back? And yeah, okay with you fuck? leaving me? Shit. <laughs> so I, I would gauge that Mark was probably somewhat abusive yeah. to her in their relationship. Oh, yeah. Definitely. He's he's very controlling. And we do see so many like nods towards that in just that one interaction with them whenever she goes to her husband's office right before they're going to go to dinner. And he's like, why aren't you wearing the red dress? And she's, she's wearing a black dress. And she's like, why well, I just wanted to change it up and do something different, which tells me that every year he demands her to wear like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then he makes her go home and change because he wants her to look a certain way. So like very weird stuff. She's never just, you just get these really bad vibes off the bat. Mm-hmm. Not and, a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and he so. really did go out of his way to do that. I can't like that. That's what like is so bizarre is he just like was like, okay, well, I'm going to kill myself. So let's like clear everything out. I'm going to record myself on the CD and like, wow, she's really going to be pissed <laughs> and I'll be dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn. So he'd be pissed to know that she like made it through everything. <laughs> yeah. So she takes him out of the car and that's about the time her lover arrives to be like, hey, so Mark was, is getting disbarred. So what the fuck's up? And then she's like, well, he just killed himself and I'm handcuffed to him. So what the fuck is up with that? (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, that's crazy. (laughs) And she's like, call the cops, bro. And he's like, He's like, well, I don't know about that. And I don't know, it's just like this very bizarre thing. And then- How would you explain that situation to the cops? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can understand how like you would have to really like, how do we explain what is happening? And whenever they're having a discussion is not when, that's when like another person drives mm-hmm. in. Yeah. That's when um, the little brother of the main baddie shows up and he's like, hey, I'm here to fix a busted pipe. And her lover says, "Um, well, the owner's not here right now. So could you come back another time? And then the main baddie shows up and stabs her lover several (laughs) times. Yes. And her lover proceeds to die. Yeah. And she does manage to get the handcuff off. I missed how she got the handcuff off. Yeah, so she got the handcuff off because she makes her way to, since it's a lake house, they have a little boat house um, that's on the little, the the frozen lake with a boat in it. And she finds some type of a uh, sharp end of an anchor to anchor the little boat down that he forgot to clear out. So it was the one sharp object she found and she was able to hack off his hand just enough to slide the thing off and so that's how she got free of him okay um and that happened yeah that happened after they killed her lover and they were like looking around for her 
and she ran out of the house and she ran into the boathouse to hide and that's like the first sequence of like the cat and mouse that we start to see yeah and they're convinced that she's not going to be able to escape because she doesn't have shoes but she steals (laughs) her lover's shoes which I would have made them like a little too big so that's another little obstacle because they seem to fit her very well they were like her converse (laughs) I was like those look like hers you know what I mean (laughs) they're they're big floppy shoes you know so they're hard to walk in oh man but it's better than nothing out in the snow yes definitely um but we find out that the that Mark also set this up because the main baddie in the movie used to stalk Emma and Uh before eventually trying to attack her one night and he was just released from prison Mm -hmm. so her husband is the one that's kind of told him to go to the house and he can have the safe and the only two people who know the combination of the safe are him and Emma yes so they're trying to find her engagement anniversary yeah yeah they're trying to find her because they need like his his thumbprint and so they did the they can get the thumbprint from him but they need the date from her Mm -hmm. and uh yeah and when they finally get her and get her to say what the anniversary date is um inside the safe is a note telling them that the diamonds (laughs) are inside the steel necklace that she can't take off meaning They have to cut off her head in order to get the diamonds. <laughs> and it gives her, it gives, there's literally a saw in there that's engraved. But then when this moment happened, I started to see that the director placed little Easter eggs of like other like horror movies in this movie, because like, I guess that could be like a saw Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they were like, let's get, let's get her head off. But the brother is more compassionate and he was trying to help her try to take off this necklace because she was like, I don't know how to get it off. He gave it to me and he made it so I couldn't remove it. Yeah, and, well, he yeah. probably doesn't want his older brother going back to jail. Yeah, and the older brother's like, I don't give a fuck. Like they're all like each other have. Another and, goddamn maniac. And that's how the little brother ends up dying is he's trying to keep his older brother from killing her and he gets slammed up against the wall against one of the coat hooks and (laughs) it penetrates his skull and kills him. Well, whenever he he did die that way, did you notice that then they zoomed in on his feet being lifted up? It was mm-hmm. like another Halloween. For ha- Halloween, yeah. And I was like, oh, I see. What it really doing. reminded me of Halloween. Do you think um, Mark is a fan of horror movies? Because clearly he got inspired with the handcuff by Gerald's <laughs> game. And I know that then also, you know, the isolation in the wintry, you know, like cabin, like a cabin in the woods would be like evil dead. But if it's in the dead of winter, it could be like an Easter egg for the shining and being Mm -hmm. stuck there. Like all these different things, they're all different little horror pieces and he put them all together, but it turned out right. It it Mm -hmm. worked out pretty cool. So he must be a fan. Yeah, I agree that him hang the little brother hanging there and the zoom in on the feet that had to be a reference to Halloween because that's such an iconic shot yeah, just uncanny it was un- it was right in your face you know what I mean like you see it and you if you know you know you mm-hmm. know what I mean so um that was cool 
And okay, so he dies and then, yeah. What? Off topic yeah. from this movie, yeah. but on topic for Halloween. Uh, yeah. Last weekend, I saw Studio 666 with some friends. The Yeah. Which is the Foo Fighters horror movie that they released. Uh, oh, really? With their, yeah, with their new album. And it's a, it's very funny. Oh, <laughs> like, really? <laughs> it's, it's so fucking gory and so funny. So it's like, one of the best um, horror comedies I've seen in a long time, but John oh, Carpenter cool. and John Carpenter's son uh, make yeah. an appearance in the movie because they did the score for the movie. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at the, the Google thing now, and yeah, it says music by Foo Fighters, John Carpenter, and I guess Cody Carpenter would be his son. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really cool because it does show John Carpenter in the movie working on the score yeah so that was just a really nice moment as a horror yeah. fan yeah that's really cool and he's the only one who makes it out of there alive oh oh really <laughs> nice but that was a fun little romp I highly recommend it if especially if you're a fan of the Foo Fighters like uh I have just this very complicated relationship with the Foo Fighters and Dave Grawl and I really am not as big of a fan as I was back in the day. I don't know if I'll see it or not. I'm looking at pictures. Dave Carl just looks bad. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I could see it though because it's a horror movie and this is what we do. Is it available streaming or do you have to go Um, see it? Not yet, but it probably will be soon because it's no longer in theaters. Okay, cool. Maybe we should should watch it on streaming if it ever comes to a streaming network and we can talk about that and like horror plus music mm-hmm. you know um well cool I'm glad that it was funny <laughs> at least it wasn't bad wouldn't that be awful yeah no so it was bad. a very self-aware good. horror movie good. well that's good I see that Jenny Ortega is in it and she's like a, coming through as a big time horror screen queen right now yeah absolutely I love Jenna Ortega have you watched uh have you gotten a chance to see Scream 5 yet no I'm like I had this whole week off and you know what Sam I like didn't have time to do anything still (laughs) did you hate that so yeah I will I will really make an effort I'm gonna try to watch soon with school school's over at the you know first week of May you know what I mean so I'll have a lot more time so yeah that's like my deadline to try to watch it by like you know start of the summer so don't say anything, but I do know that she's in it and she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she'll be in that new movie X that you were interested in, that A24 thing. Yeah, um, I'm hoping to see that this weekend, um, whether or not oh, David cool. wants to go. So. I, you know what? That's something that I would love to see in theater. It looks fucking great because I love Mia Goth and also um, the one girl, uh, she's from prom, the remake of Prom Yeah, Night. Brittany Snow. Yeah, I haven't seen her for a while because- She was in know, the Pitch Perfect very movies. Young. Yeah. You know what? I only saw the first one. That's um, all you need. But to she see. wasn't that. Yeah. And she was in the remake of The Prom Night, but that was years ago now. Mm-hmm. But she, she still did, loves horror. <laughs> she did one independent horror movie. Um, okay. Would You Rather? Oh, that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, sweet. All right, cool. All right. So back to the anyway. plot. <laughs> back um, to the plot. That guy dies by the coat hook. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Um, when that happens, uh, he and Emma fight and Emma has the brilliant idea to handcuff him to the body. So he's kind of tethered 
and she makes a valiant escape effort, but he manages because he's stronger than her. He's a big, big guy. Um, yeah, he's a big dude. He manages to catch her out on the lake and they fall through some broken ice. And this shot was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about it more in production. The body drags him down to the bottom and he tries to drag her down. And in a moment alluded to, foreshadowed, because this is how she saved herself before by stabbing the keys into the guy's eye. She takes yeah. the hunting knife and stabs him in the other eye. And he has two bad eyes. <laughs> yeah. And he's dragged to the bottom by her husband's corpse and she's able to get through the ice and lives. Yes. Probably yeah, not well after this, ass. but yeah. she lives. <laughs> yes, she's probably sick with pneumonia mm-hmm. or something um, and very cold and maybe might lose one toe. But other than that, she will be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I really did love that. I always um, get so anxious when I watch movies that incorporate like a snowy location with a frozen lake and like ice cold water um so that's always so scary to me and I was like oh no oh no I hope they don't go in the water because then you can get stuck (laughs) so that's so so the cool thing about this movie is it started off and you have this idea in your head that it's going to be about like an affair problem but then it moves into the suicide problem. But then it like the stakes get risen higher and higher as the movie progresses, because then we have all these different conflicting elements with like, we have the affair, then the suicide, then then the revenge aspect. And then we have the, I'm gonna call it the second revenge with like the, uh, the criminal aspect and like stealing diamonds and stuff like that. So all this crazy shit um, and then we also have the element of like nature and how that's the antagonist because he chose to go out here in the dead of winter. So everything was against Megan Fox in this mm-hmm. movie and she still like was able to prevail. So now she's a final girl. Yeah. And that's cool. Right. That's cool. Um, and, uh, and then also, yeah, I guess this would be like more of a production note, but whenever the movie was over, they did these really cool, like illustrated stills. Oh, yeah. of like different scenes in the movie yeah I thought that was really cool cool to watch because usually it just goes to like you know credits roll yeah yeah I would say for a directorial debut SK Dale did a very good job yeah not bad especially when you tackle horror you really have to make a splash mm-hmm. uh, if it's your the first time so it was pretty good yeah he did a fantastic job um segueing into production that final climactic scene when they're in the water I think is one of the prettiest shots I've seen in a movie yeah because it's all dark except for the spotlight where the hole in the ice is and like I know it's a tank shot like it had to be but yeah but they were really in the water though which is cool it was so beautiful (laughs) it was so beautifully shot and he should be proud of himself yeah he should be because that that can be really tough to do and I'm sure you have to do that so many times to get like the look that you want mm-hmm. um yeah so and honestly um because I it couldn't have been effects because they were definitely in the water good on like yeah. Megan Fox and um yeah the bad guy for being able to pull that off because I'm sure that was a very difficult stunt yeah ice again it was yeah that's crazy and that would even make me like anxious in real life because I hate like 
the idea of like the water or drowning. And so that freaks me out. Mm -hmm. So you really have to be like totally in the zone and level headed, but also act like you're panicking. So how do you do that when you're actually Mm -hmm. doing it? You know what I mean? Cool stuff. Um, Other notes, I already brought up how the opening shot didn't quite win me over right away because it did very much have a lifetime movie vibe to it. Yeah, the, the pan over the city, it just went, um, uh, do you mean the pan over the city plus like the hotel room thing too? Yeah. yeah, I would, honestly, if I was doing this movie, I probably would start it the morning she wakes up and he kills himself, just like really get it started with a bang. Yeah. And then if you want to, you could do kind of the flashbacks to the dinner um, when she's taking the necklace off and he tells her, ah, oh, it's made of steel and yeah, all of that. Um, just because the opening of this movie felt a little slow and a little lifetimey for my taste. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, but it does, it does pick up the pace once they get to like their secluded location and stuff. Um, any, any other thoughts? I don't think I had any other passing thoughts other than that Steelers rant that I went on earlier. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I do. I think it's a small cast, a directorial debut, a very ambitious one, if you ask me. Um, so I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I agree too. Yeah, I liked it a lot. So what, um, I guess, I guess uh, a couple realistic aspects would be, um, well, having a trauma with being attacked by a man who was a stranger, Mm -hmm. having him like be imprisoned by your husband, but then released on bail. Yeah, that would be traumatizing I guess falling out of love with your husband and realizing the kind of person he is yeah that he just like sucks yeah um do you they fell in love because he was her lawyer right or was he were they married before? I guess so yeah they probably spent a lot of time I I think that they probably got married after they met after she was attacked because her attacker was discussing that he'd been to jail for 10 years, mm-hmm. but they've only been married for eight years. So okay. they were probably dating for like, what, two years and then they got yeah. married. So there's probably like the realization that maybe you married your husband out of a trauma bond. Right. And you don't really love him the way you, you used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like that, like shared trauma almost. So they have that. Uh, but then the realization that like he kind of is not a good guy too um also the other realistic element of like um seclusion and and maybe also just like being being stuck somewhere and um the snow is like dangerous uh you know the winter stuff like that and you have like nothing and no resources not that that would really realistically happen Mm -hmm. but you know that element of nature um, can be kind of, kind of anxiety inducing in a way. Yeah. Uh, what else? Probably like nothing else really. Uh, falling through the ice, uh, in a lake. That's, <laughs> I think that's yes. 
pretty scary it happens and um if that happens you're pretty much fucked because it's hard to see where the hole is when you're under the ice sheet yes yeah that's very scary because yeah I don't need, like that that's like a personal fear of mine I think it would be like drowning but especially in freezing cold ice water under a sheet of ice mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh, you know how people like, ice skate on their little lake but like you gotta be careful you know because that that could really happen with the thin ice um and then if you're in a relationship and you find out your spouse is having an affair but then you like don't say anything but you know the whole time it's like oh I guess that could be a realistic aspect too. Um, I think that's kind of it. Everything else is just situational. Um, yeah. So am I missing anything with realistic aspects at all? None that I can think of. I think we covered it. Yeah, I think so too. So what would your grade be then, Sam? I would say, oh yeah, this fucked me up. I think it's a good movie if you're able to make it past the lifetime opening. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, with the lifetime opening, it's only like, it's not too long. It's like maybe a 10 minute sequence. So as long as you can like get through it or just fast forward it, like Sam suggested, you're not, you're not uh, missing anything. And um, it does, it does like quicken as it goes Mm -hmm. so the longer you watch it the more engaged you will become okay because there's a lot of little twists um you know that you'll encounter as you watch it so i agree oh yeah that fuck me up would also be my grade hell yeah yeah. hell yeah so now what (laughs) guess now we wrap it up all right so now we wrap it up and that means that I have to take the time to binge watch half of the first season of the originals. Yeah. I have not started. Have you started that yet? I have not yet. I didn't either. Yeah. Okay. So I'll definitely start it like this week. Okay. Cool. Um, But anyway, I do have the outro notes prepared. Um, Are you ready to conclude the episode, Sam? I'm ready. Me too. I'm ready too. Time has flown by. So let's do this. Real Horror Show was created by Sam Odie and Stormy Skies and is directed by Sam Odie. Um, what? Okay, so in this movie, uh, what would you say the biggest takeaway was? What did we learn? What's our lesson here? Um, I guess just if your husband has a pair of handcuffs, keep the key hidden away. You know, maybe just keep a lock picking set. Yes. <laughs> nearby the bed that's a great idea i joke but david and i have a lock picking set from when we were exploring those abandoned storage units we bought one that's cool we bought one to try and get into the locked uh uh units yeah that's really cool did you get it on like amazon or something i think we got it on amazon they're kind of hard to find but okay or we had a hard time finding them Okay. Which makes sense because, you know, why do you need a lock picking set? What are you up to? I know clearly it's some type of a criminal thing that you would be doing. But anyway, um, yeah, if you can have that uh, survivalist mind uh, for just about any situation, then you'll always be prepared. So I guess that's what we learned today. Um, Like what you hear, you can find a real horror show on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Store, Stitcher, iTunes, and Pandora really, really like what you hear, follow us on Twitter at Horror Show Pod. 
or search for Real Horror Show on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Real Horror Show. Like our page and share our stuff. We also have a website that all of our written reviews and podcast episodes can be found, realhorrorshow.com. Do you want to interact with us? Do you want to make sure we're real humans and not space vampires? Well, comment on our website or email us at realhorrorshowpodcast at gmail.com. Great horror movie review that you're dying to share with two random strangers from the internet. Well, submissions are open for movie reviews. Check out the submit page on our website and follow the rubric before sending us anything. If it's not done according to the rubric, it will be disregarded. Sorry, not sorry. We love horror, and if you're listening, you do too. Please help us keep our project going by visiting our support page on our website, where you can make a one-time donation via PayPal. We also have an Amazon wish list. If you feel like buying us something tangible, will help convey your love more than a monetary donation would. Also, you can find the buy us a coffee button on our website. It's a button you can click that will pay us the amount you would need to buy a coffee. A little bit goes a long way. Sometimes we can't help out artists monetarily and that's okay. By simply liking, sharing, retweeting, and even giving us an awesome review will help us out tremendously. And any other pertinent news other than Sam got engaged, yeah. I don't have anything. I guess my tickets for my world premiere play in Highland Heights, Kentucky at University of Northern Kentucky at the nation's oldest collegeette new play festival um, are on sale. So if you're in the area, check it out. That is really cool. (laughs) I'm excited. All right, so go support. Yeah, go support Sam at her play, man. It's freaking awesome. Um, I really don't have anything going on myself. Um, Our outro song is called Creepy Doll by Jonathan Colton. Thank you, fuck off, and have a swell evening. And this is Real Horror Show signing off. Bye. Bye-bye. I love the creepy doll that always follows